arts news from around the area. Welcome to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, promoting and supporting the arts, arts organizations, and artists throughout Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. And a good Saturday morning, and welcome to this morning's edition of Creative Cafe. And once again, sunny 59 degrees in Kalamazoo. Creative Cafe, of course, a presentation of the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo as we provide the inside look at the art scene here in the Kalamazoo area. And joining us uh, to get things underway this morning, Kristen Chesick. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, a beautiful Saturday mm-hmm. morning. We've got some great guests with us this morning. Uh, we're going to start out talking about the Kalamazoo County Public Art Commission. And I have with me this morning Patrick Jopi. He is the secretary of the commission. He also works at the Kalamazoo Public Library as the collection maintenance librarian. And we were just talking about the fact that he would like a title change. <laughs> so anybody out there who can do that at the public library, have a conversation with Patrick. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You bet. What is your favorite morning beverage? Um, generally, I like to start every day with about a four-shot breve, basically just a latte wow. with half and half instead of milk. You know, mm. is that what keeps you good? Four-shot breve gets me moving. I would probably stroke <laughs> at that <laughs> point. Used to it real That's, quick. Do you? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, the the Kalamazoo County Public Art Commission is a group of um, artist volunteers and also some representatives within the community. They actually serve um, three different governments, right? Correct. Yes. All right. Can can you talk about what the commission does? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the three governments we serve are the city of Kalamazoo, the city of Portage, and the uh, Kalamazoo County. Uh, we meet monthly, and we consider matters of public art being undertaken in each of those three regions. Uh, we represent a number of local organizations, including Discover Kalamazoo, the local chapter of the American Institute of Architects, mm-hmm. and the Kalamazoo Institute of Arts. Um, we also have representatives from each of the governments we serve, uh, as well as local artists. So I suppose you could say we do a lot, both professionally and as volunteers. Right, absolutely. So uh, I think it might be the best kept secret in Kalamazoo. Accurate. Yes. Yeah. Um, how long has it been in existence? Uh, if you would believe it, we've been in existence since 1981. We mm-hmm. were formed as a cooperative entity between the county and city of Kalamazoo, and I believe the city of Portage joined just a little bit later in 1987. Right, right. And so let's talk about public art for a minute, because I think um, when people think about art, maybe they don't understand what what the definition of public art might be. Certainly. And uh, that's something that we talk about a lot and have over the years. Uh, We believe that uh, public art is defined as any media planned and executed with the intention of being staged in the physical public domain Mm. that is free and accessible to everyone. Generally speaking, we're talking about long-standing works of art commissioned by a public process uh, in which public monies may have been used in the creation and placement of the art. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about works that are one-of-a-kind or original, um, as in not a mass production or reproduction. Right, right. So uh, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be on public land, right? It can be a, It can be on a private... Like, let's talk about what examples those are. So murals, sculptures, what else? Can Absolutely. We yeah. We're talking about murals, sculptures, mosaics, okay. fountains, um, other types of water elements, fine art crafts, mixed media, video or computer generated works, mm-hmm. um, installations, earthworks or environmental artworks, decorative, ornamental or functional elements of the mm-hmm. existing built environment. 
murals, drawings, paintings, monuments, memorials, to name a few. Right, right. So uh, immediately I think of, because I work downtown Kalamazoo, I think of all of the sculpture that is in Bronson Park. I think about the memorials that are in Bronson Park. But then you can walk down a couple of alleys and find murals, right? That's right, yeah. Okay. Um, so the commission... Sounds like there's some boots on the ground work that gets done with the commission, but mm -hmm. also there as a resource? Correct. Um, primarily, we uh, offer recommendations to the three governments uh, we serve mm -hmm. concerning the establishment of standards for art acquisitions and procedures for the acceptance of gifts of works of art. Mm -hmm. uh, we facilitate the planning and placement and installation of art and strive to maintain high artistic standards throughout Kalamazoo. Sure. Um, and we often invite local artists and project planners to our monthly meetings to have a dialogue concerning best practices mm -hmm. uh, or who else to talk to and include in in order to maximize the impact of their project. Right, right. And, and I think that maybe uh, people don't quite understand what that, like a best business practice would be, because it's very exciting to be able to say, let's put a piece of public art uh, in downtown Kalamazoo or Portage or in a park. But um, can you talk a little bit about what those best practices might be? What, what is it? If I, if I want to put a mural on the side of a building, what should I be considering? Well, um, you need to engage, you know, the various stakeholders, and that includes, um, you know, any any local governments that might have ordinances, the building owner, um, anyone who runs a mm -hmm. business out mm -hmm. of that uh, installation, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, uh, you need yeah. To, you need to consider the lifespan of the work, and you the know, lifespan of the work. What sure. happens when uh, it's time to come down or be maintained? Um, mm -hmm. Contracts should be in place, and a mutual right. understanding should be uh, drawn up between both the artist and uh, the, the, the owner and facilitator of the building upon which the mural is painted. Sure, sure. And then that idea of ownership, right? Correct. In terms of uh, who actually owns the art once it is created. Right. And then and then if it has to come down, uh, who, who gets, what, first dibs? Yeah, right. On the, getting the art back? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot to consider, especially considering that it is public art. It wasn't, it was, it might have been purchased in the public interest or purchased by a private entity, but it's, it's really there for all Correct. to enjoy. And so there are some other things to consider when you're um, thinking about public art. Okay. So the uh, Kalamazoo... Um, County Public Art Commission, and we call it KPAC, mm -hmm. um, is working on an exciting project to help catalog public art. Can you talk a little bit about that project? Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, so the, the platform that we've selected for this is called Pixel Sticks. Uh, that's sticks with an X. It's a platform that has been used to great uh, effect in St. Petersburg, Florida for their Shine Mural Festival, mm -hmm. um, as well as semi-locally in Flint, Michigan. Uh, essentially, it's a network of public art installations featuring plaques with QR style codes um, that the viewer can tap into using a smartphone or another device uh, that will not only display the contextual information about the piece they're viewing, but also make them aware of additional works of public art close by or elsewhere in the region. Mm -hmm. uh, we're starting with approximately a dozen works throughout the county uh, with plans to expand as our capacity and available funding permit. Um, and we hope to see it go live in the fall. That's fantastic. So, so basically what you're talking about is a, a plaque mm -hmm. uh, somewhere located somewhere on or nearby the artwork that you just point, shoot your phone, right, QR correct. code, and, and all the information instantly shows up there. That's correct, yes. That is absolutely amazing. Um, 
to be able to have that kind of information then? Because we're all curious, right? Uh, who, who painted this mural or when did this sculpture end mm -hmm. up uh, uh, installed? Um, so when, when do you think uh, we'll be able to see the first of those pixel stick plaques? I think um, we're currently shooting for uh, September, if I'm oh. not mistaken. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, a lot of the infrastructure is already in place, and Pixel Sticks makes it very easy for us to work with them. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested, check out the app. Okay. Uh, and if I want to participate in a public art project or find out, have an idea about public art, or find out a little bit more about public art, how do I get a hold of this commission that is the best kept secret in Kalamazoo? Well, I guess there's a couple different ways. <laughs> uh, we do have a web presence on the, the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo's website. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find us in the Connect tab from the main site navigation bar there. Mm -hmm. uh, again, we do hold monthly public meetings. Uh, they take place in the Epic Boardroom, which is located on the upper level of the Epic Center. Okay. Those are every third Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. And uh, you can also send us an email at info at kalamazooarts.org. All right. And you currently serve as the secretary, but I know that you were chair for quite a number of years. True. So I'm going to ask you a question that uh, uh, I, that hopefully you can answer. Why do you do it? I do it because it's fun. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing to talk about, and I have met some of the most interesting people in Kalamazoo mm -hmm. by virtue of my participation on this commission. Okay. It's rewarding and challenging and endlessly entertaining. Okay. And, and all volunteer. So I think that that's a testament to the amount of support that we have in Kalamazoo for art, especially public art. Uh, thank you, Patrick Jopi, um, the current secretary of the Kalamazoo County Public Art Commission, also works for the Kalamazoo Public Library as the collection maintenance librarian. Thank you for your service there. And thanks for talking this morning. Thanks for having me. It's been great. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. We'll continue on with this morning's edition of Creative Cafe in just a moment. A vast subdivision of culture composed of many creative endeavors and disciplines. The Arts Council strives to support all of these art forms and the creators who bring the art to us. But we can't do it alone. This month, the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo is endeavoring to meet our fundraising goal. A generous anonymous donor is matching our fundraising efforts dollar for dollar up to $25,000. So we're racing to raise $25,000 before the end of the month. You can help. Go to KalamazooArts.org and see the donate page. Any little bit helps us continue to serve the 260 artists and arts organizations that constitute our membership and rely on our support. 88% of everything we bring into our organization goes right Right back into the community in the form of grants, sponsorships, collaborations, and direct programming. Help us continue to bring Summertime Live, Art Hop, and the Community Arts Awards to our community. Support the Arts Council and help us continue our impact. Help us amplify the arts. You're listening to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM, WKZO. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO, as we continue with this morning's edition of Creative Cafe. Once again, your host, Kristen Chesick. Yes, good morning. Welcome back. I have with me as our second uh, guest this morning, we're going to be talking about Art Hop, which is going to, August Art Hop is next week. I have Kim Shaw, who is a visual artist focused on drawing, painting, and mixed media. Um, you're also active in therapeutic art and art education 
which I find fascinating. So good morning and welcome. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yes, Kim is going to be one of 40 artists at 24 locations for our August 5th Art Hop. And you're actually going to be in the Weston Gallery, which is in the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo's office space. But we have that beautiful gallery right in front as you walk into our offices. Um, First off, what is your favorite morning beverage? Coffee forever. Coffee forever. (laughs) Yeah. No four shots, though, right? No, no four shots. I I like a little uh, milk in there, you know, the... Stretch yeah. it out. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that, well, I, I can get on that train. Okay. That's great. Um, like I just said, we're gonna you're gonna be showing in our Weston Gallery. Um, can you describe what we're gonna see next Friday? Yeah, sure. Um, this show will be unlike any I've ever done before because most of the show is work in progress, unfinished work or projects that are set on pause. Um, which makes me vacillate between feelings of fear and freedom at the same time, (laughs) Uh, showing myself publicly in such a vulnerable way. Uh, But my hope is this art hop will uh, break open and away from the pressure to show all of yourself in one show, Uh that pressure of like, it's my one chance to show everyone what I've got and instead focus on uh like detach from the outcome and focus on the process the process itself right and and a lot of times uh the public sees the outcome right they don't Uh, almost always almost always yeah so there is uh, like you just said a lot of internal pressure it's like okay I put my entire self into this and there's the finished product I hope people see it Mm -hmm. and this is and I think this is a great art hop and a great theme that we get to see the art in progress and I understand that you're going to be on hand from five to six in our um, gallery to actually discuss the process Mm -hmm. um Can you talk a little bit about your process? Yeah, sure. Uh, My process in painting. Painting is my favorite medium to work in. Um, Often starts from life experience. Um, An idea might be sparked by a conversation, a place, a relationship, often nature. I really enjoy that. Or a cause. Uh, One image might inform an entire series of work or one singular piece. Um, What happens after the spark can unfold in a variety of ways but often follows with sketches, color scheme, sizes of the piece, uh, where is it going. Mm-hmm. And then I pick one thing that I'm really excited about painting, okay. and I try to forget about all the rest of the stuff that I just put in my brain and create <laughs> that one piece. Uh-huh. And during that process, new ideas might come up, mm-hmm. and then I follow it. I try to follow it. Okay. So, yeah. and, and so when we talk about pro- process is almost it is as individual as the artist. This is, you know, technique is one thing. You can go to a school and learn a technique, and you can talk a little bit about here's how you start a piece and get to the end. But then as you, the, this idea, the act of creating um, and that process is really very individual. Have you always done what you just described, or has your process changed over time? Uh, my process has changed over time. I, I think just like we change over time, and um, you learn by making mistakes. You, know, you try a bunch of things, like learning to mix colors. At the beginning, you always end up with a whole bunch of a color that you don't even need because mm-hmm. you haven't. I used to do that. It's yeah. usually brown. Yeah, it's usually brown or gray or mm-hmm. really ugly lavender. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, 
Or were there events in your life that kind of influenced your direction in your career? I think time and events, uh, well, they've definitely had an impact on what I create. And um, okay. when I was younger, in my 20s, I was like searching for identity, struggling, maybe a little bit mad at the world. Um, all about it. My work was all over the place and experimental and you know, sometimes dark, which was not who I was, but it felt like a safe place that I could, like, put all my feelings. Um, and then in my 30s, I went to college. I, I didn't go to college right after um, high school. I did the I'm going to wait tables and be an artist thing for a while. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then um, I went to college, and I tried to pause all the things that I had taught myself mm -hmm. and just soak up all the fundamentals and try a bunch of different things, sculpture mm -hmm. and metals and whatever. Um, wow. And at that point, I was in a little bit of survival mode in my personal life. So I had to figure out how can I make money? What do people want to buy? Oh, okay. Which is a whole different thing than just painting your feelings. Yes. And I did a lot of uh, commission work and book illustrations and... Um, I would say now, this last decade, I have come back to myself, uh, my life, you know, a lot happened. And those challenges and survival can uh, inform what you create, especially mm -hmm. when that runs into COVID and then you're at home. Right. Like, and you, it, it was an opportunity, it's bittersweet, an opportunity to... Uh, reconnect mm -hmm. with all the things and say, well, what do I want to make? And that's where I'm at now. Is what you, okay? And what is that? What what is uh, what what are, what are you interested in at the moment? Um, I'm a color nerd. I love <laughs> okay. mixing colors and trying different combinations of things. Mm -hmm. And I love storytelling. And so, and my I just did a whole series uh, on the Sandhill Crane, which might seem not fascinating, but yeah. I found kind of a, a funny picture of one. And I did one painting in this color scheme, and then it just kind of went from there, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're also an art educator. Who do you teach? Oh, well, um, I'm an adjunct professor at KVCC, and mm -hmm. I teach 2D design and color theory okay. and composition. And so um, I love that a lot. And KVCC has such a wide variety of individuals, and mm -hmm. it's a great experience for uh, people from all walks of life to make things together um i also teach i'm a teaching artist with education for the arts okay. and in the summers i collaborate with my partner um del darnell of the dapper hammer and we teach art and woodworking summer camps her kids 8 to 18 8 to 18 so uh woodworking yeah well that's the dull part, but oh, okay. I, okay. I've i always wanted to do big projects like that, yeah. and then I lucked out to find my person who is a carpenter, and so now I get to use power tools to make stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. <laughs> that is a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, so that's a wide variety of folks that, that you teach, so college age. um uh, I know that when you're teaching, a lot of it is about technique, but what else are you trying to instill in, in your students? Uh, my primary focus in teaching art is to create a safe environment for everyone to explore things. Okay. Uh, break down fears, negative self-talk, judgment, and help mm -hmm. students to find safety in creating 
um, it can be scary or vulnerable, especially if it's something that's new. Um, or maybe you've gotten some feedback in the past that made you feel mm. like you weren't any good. Gotcha. And it takes practice like anything else, like playing an instrument or sport. You know, you're, you're not going to do everything perfect the first time. Right. I think sometimes there's this thought that people are born with it or they're not. Okay. But to just create a safe place to be like, let's just try all the things and see what you like to do. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Which um, brings me to, uh, on your website, you talk a little bit about therapeutic art. And mm-hmm. I know that, that you say that you're not you're not a licensed clinician. Um, no, I'm not. But there is this idea that art can really be therapeutic. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Yes, I can. Um, and expressive arts therapy is uh, is different than art therapy because you need to have a master's degree. It's a great program to mm-hmm. go. And uh, with expressive art therapy, it's uh, there's a little more play involved. Um, it grew into my life first. I taught at the Kazoo School for seven years, mm. and I quickly learned different types of art making, spoke uh, to and supported children in a multitude of ways. Uh, kids that kept all their feelings inside could draw out experiences or share things that they couldn't find the words to describe. Mm-hmm. Or working with clay or sewing grounded students who struggled with focus or high energy. Um, observational drawing supported middle school students in seeing the fine details or how things relate. And it just is something that grew to be very much a part of every day what, what does everybody need and and um and then it grew skills and confidence um during covid the grown-ups started opening themselves back up to creativity right uh and i started an online art club every tuesday and we'd paint and everyone would just show up and we would uh, you could share things, you could be quiet, you could just be, but we could be together, yeah. even though we're apart. Right. And um, I've found since then, it seems like there are a lot more adults in my life that are being open to that creativity and healing in some ways. Right. It's good right. stuff. Okay. <laughs> so Kalamazoo Art Hop is happening uh first friday of the month so that's going to be next friday august 5th from 5 to 8 p.m from 5 to 6 you can actually come to the weston gallery right there in the epic center second floor arts council of greater kalamazoo and you can interact with kim yes uh and she will be discussing her process and um this theme of art in progress so don't miss that don't miss art hop 40 artists 24 locations if you want to check out everybody you can go to KalamazooArtHop.org, and that is our digital brochure. Get a little sneak peek, and there's also links back to everybody's website, so you can go see Kim's work and then actually click through and uh, go back to your website as well. So been talking with Kim Shaw this morning, local visual artist and educator. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And thank you both. Uh- Creative Cafe on News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. 
Thanks for taking the time this morning to join us at the Creative Cafe. Did you know that for every $1 spent on the arts and culture in our community, $3 more goes into our economy through retail, hospitality, and travel opportunities? Did you know that engaging in arts and culture in your community can lower blood pressure, restore cognitive function, and develop soft skills integral to healthy social connections? The Kalamazoo area is so rich and diverse in its cultural offerings, it makes us a better place to live and to work. Don't miss out on the wonderful things to do in Kalamazoo this summer. Please visit our website, kalamazooarts.org, and click on the calendar to plan your next experience. That's kalamazooarts.org, and help us amplify the arts in our community. Now you know. Please join us next week for another installment of The Creative Cafe, brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. And once again, thank you very much for joining us this morning for today's edition of Creative Cafe, a presentation of the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. Make sure you join us again next Saturday morning, same time, first half of the 8 o'clock hour, for a visit to the Creative Cafe.